The information discussed on this show is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general informational purposes only. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think and feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys stories, experiences, and insights from the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And today's show is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast, Guys Guys Radio, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All right, Guys Guys Radio with Robert Manny, your host here. We've got a great show for you today. We've got a, a return guest. She was on the show a number of years ago. Her name is Patty Conklin. She's a vibrational mediator. She's a teacher, lecturer, author, radio personality, TV show. She's got a book called God Within the Days God's Train Stopped. But really what she's all about is she helps you tap into your inner power to help you self-heal. She works with Western medicine and Western medicine practitioners, and she also works with helping people get in a position to heal themselves. She does some work through color and uh, some other things, and she's a fascinating person. I worked with her a number of years ago. She was very helpful to me. And she's a very kind, generous person and very sharp also. So I think you're going to enjoy our conversation. All right. So what's going on out there? So we're in mid-October now. Uh, Everything's moving along like a freight train towards the holidays now. We've got Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then all the holidays that are around Christmas time. And it's just going to get here real fast. And hopefully uh, you're staying safe. You're taking care of your family and protecting yourself and others. And uh, I hope it's going to be a good holiday season. So what's happening beyond the holidays is that I've uh, put together um, what I call kind of a, was a tricky column to write. I just, I'm um, polishing it off now. It's going to be posted probably this week on my website, robertmanny.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. But I've been working on one for a while and I keep kind of starting over because uh, the intro to it, I really want to set the proper context. And it's about getting unstuck because I've noticed over the years that as we age, particularly men, we have a tendency to kind of get locked into our ways, set in our ways. And it's, it's hard for us to think differently. And it's always like, oh, when I was a kid and, you know, generation by generation, it says this, I used to, you know, march uh, two miles in the snow to get to school. And I can't believe today's youth. And I find that, um, women are a little bit more open about, um, you know, making changes and new ideas. And a lot of times guys, uh, 
they don't want to be told or they don't want to admit they might have gotten something wrong and they kind of lock in and dig into their habits and they're also very habitual i'm the same way the reason i'm saying this is i've caught myself a few times and listen creating habits can be a really good thing if you have routines like you get up you meditate you do some exercise you eat a healthy breakfast and you get your day started make your bed whatever there's nothing wrong with that and you can do that for years and years and years what I'm talking about is if you get into these habits, like I'm a boomer and I know a lot of dudes who, uh, when they got out of college and they started in the workforce, they, they basically live the exact same way now that they did then. They haven't changed anything, whether it's their diet, what they drink, how much they drink, if they exercise or not, their views on a lot of different topics. And they become a little bit uh, intractable over time. I found that with myself I've kind of shook myself out of it by doing some things to get unstuck, but I've noticed a lot of guys my age are uh, a little too set in their ways at times. And again, there's good habits and there's some not so good habits. So let me give you just a quick overview of how to get unstuck. One, we get outside into nature. It's a very good way to kind of shake things up and get a fresh perspective and really pay attention to everything that's out there, the trees, the sky, the sun, the birds, whatever, anything that's out there in nature, always good to connect. The mountains, the streams, the ocean, the beach, whatever. Nature is a very good way to help get unstuck. Turning off the news or turning down the news where you don't get addicted to it and you keep watching it over and over. Uh, also on social media, I think you got to be careful on that because it's easy to get sucked in there. And, you know, people take shots at anybody who has an opinion on anything. It's like, wow, whether it's Dave Chappelle or the Rolling Stones no longer playing Brown Sugar, and is that fair because there's so much music that uh, says things that aren't positive, and should we just pick on them, and this and that. There's so many things to argue about on social media, and everybody takes a swing at other people. So it's, it becomes tedious, and, and it also I think people end up digging in too much when they're too addicted to social media. The other thing is, uh, another thing to do is uh, meditate. If you want to get a good habit, Start your day up, get up in the morning and meditate. It'll make a big change. You'll notice after about 30 days, if you can do it, see if you can do 10 minutes and then 15 minutes and 20 minutes. And if you can carve out a half hour every morning, that'd be a really good thing. Just trust me on that one. Um, also learning to let go. A lot of times we hold on to things too long, whether it's clothing or cars or whatever. And it's like, we can't, we can't get past not having them, but it's always a good idea to, to let things go also when it's other people too, let other people go if they if they're not really part of your life anymore you want to forgive people but let them go and you'll notice over time how you evolve and uh you know your your, your old friends become in my opinion people you love for who they've always been and they may not lock in vibrationally with who you are right now but you don't want to just toss them aside but you want to respect that relationship that you've had but they may not be as relevant to where you are right now but that's cool anyhow there's a lot more in my upcoming blog post about getting unstuck on robertmanny.com so it's time for our interview with patty conklin so let's get at it right now it's guys guy radio Okay, Guys Guys Radio, my favorite part of the show is when I have a very special guest, and I do have a very, very special guest today because she is one of the first, no, she is actually the first kind of a 
um, vibrational mediator, if you will, that I've ever worked with. When I started out on Guys Guys Radio about seven years ago, I talked to Patty Conklin and I did some work with her and she was very helpful to me and she's a real angel and she helps a lot of people. And I'm so glad she's on the show because we have a lot to talk about. But let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a vibrational mediator, a teacher, lecturer, radio personality, host of a TV show, Healing Within an Adventure Inside on the Binge Network and author of the book, God Within the Day God's Train Stopped. Patty helps people become insubstantial without transitioning, meaning how do we let go of judgment while we're still alive? You don't have to die to make these improvements, folks. In addition to facilitating health of mind and body, Patty extends her understanding of energy medicine as a keynote speaker, empowering people to take control of their health through a deeper understanding of their thoughts and behaviors because we do create our own lives. Patty has practiced her distinct style of energy medicine in over 60 countries for over 26 years. I think it's very important to note that she collaborates with Western medicine physicians and has been, been working as a vibrational mediator for all this time, these 26 years. And she's been called by colleagues, physicians, and clients as one of the best medical intuitives of the 21st century. And she's unique and special, and I love her. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Welcome back, Patty Conklin. How you doing? Thank you so much, Robert, for having me on. It's so good to see you again. You're well, fantastic I'm... here on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start right at the beginning for the benefit of our audience who may or may not know too much about you, because you're really special. I don't know anybody and I've interviewed over 600 people since we last spoke, and I've never met anybody who, who's, who experiences life and sees the world and works the way you do. So you're a really special person, and you, you helped me, so thank you. But let's uh, start with a little bit about your background, your unique skill set, and the special way you experience reality for the benefit for our audience. Thank you so much. I am... Um... I tend to see the world in particles. I, I love quantum physics and particle theory because that's how I see the world, just little tiny dots that create into shape, that create into physicalness and becomes matter in my, uh, in my eyesight. I've had it my entire life. I was born with it, but I didn't realize I was different until I was in my oh, 21st year. Um, and then 26th year actually got tested and found that I had a high IQ, but my brainwave was extraordinarily fast. And uh, because I have the brain I have, I'm able to see particles within the body and, uh, you know, always worked in nonprofit around the world. And then uh, 26 years ago was called by source, God, whatever people want to call it, um, to start doing my work. And 26 years later, we're, we're still going strong. I think I recall you mentioning that you see in black and white. Yes. Yes. Okay. So when you see, like when you walk down the street and you see these particles, do you see that in everything in trees and the sidewalk and people? How, how do you view the reality? Yeah. Great question. Every, everything is just a uh, uh, grayscale to me in black and white. If you, if you see, if you're watching television and the cable goes out on the television and you get the snow, but you can kind of make right. out the shapes behind it. That's my world 24 seven. Wow. Uh, so a tree, the sidewalk, I have no depth perception because it's it's hard without any point of reference to have a depth perception. Um, so I tend to walk holding on to things, um, you know, because I don't know if there's a step coming up or, or what have you. So everything to me is in particles. So if I'm given something that I've never seen before, 
let's say it's a unique item. I have to feel it like a blind person. And once I feel it, then I can put some frame of reference onto the structure and what it looks like. Um, but, you know, always uh, uh, mislabeling something because I'm not seeing it the way that you're seeing it. And I've just learned to laugh at myself through the years because, you know, what else are you going to do? Um, you know, I can, I can get a good idea. But if I'm driving, for example, because I don't have depth perception, I see a density of particles coming up. So I know that there's a car there, but I don't know how far away it is. So I will tune in to the body of the driver ahead of me, and I will know that they're going to hit the brake or turn left before um, it comes into their conscious mind. So my sons have made a big, big deal through the years of, you know, let us drive and, uh, and you not drive. And, and indeed, if it's raining and it's dark, I, I can't see anything. Wow. So I have to get a driver. Yeah. Um, how did you pass the driving test? I know. <laughs> how have I never had an accident at 64 wow. years old? I mean, that's that's kind of um, but I'm a you know, I love I love race car race uh, racing. Um, you know, I, I love getting out on the track and racing and, and so forth. And my sons are into autocross. And of course, those are little cones that you go around. And I'll walk the track for an hour attempting to memorize the cones because I can't see them. And especially if I'm attempting to to go fast it's it's uh it's a challenge but in terms of my work with people around the world it's it's incredible well, my special guest on guys guys radio patty conklin my friend and vibrational mediator have you ever met in your 26 years of doing this work patty anybody else who has a similar experience as you have no no i've looked i've looked because you know it can be uh can be pretty lonely at times. Um, but, but you know, there have been amazing people, especially Russia, Romania, uh, where I've met people who have more of an x-ray uh, capability, um, but they can turn it on and off um, to when they're working. They don't live it 24-7. Uh, you help people, you say, become insubstantial without transitioning. How do we let go of judgment while we're still living? What what exactly does that mean? Does that mean you create we create our own realities each and every second, and we can do the work that we need to do here? We don't have to transition. In other words, pass over to really get the full picture of what's going on and what really matters. That's really it. I mean, people really believe that when they die, you know, they'll become all knowing and you know forgive and so forth. And and truly, I believe the work that I do is how do I help people shift their perception? You know, perception is everything. And either you're going to have a crap day or you're going to have a good day. And it depends on the perception you give it. Doesn't matter the events that are given to you. It depends upon the emotional response you're going to have to that uh, event. And so you have complete control. You know, there's there's a saying that I use when I'm teaching. There's there's no one that can make you feel anger and there's no one that can make you feel love. Those are emotions that you choose at the time of the event. And because you choose it, you have the choice. Now, I'm not saying, you know, to not value how you feel. I'm not saying not to stand up for yourself. All of those can be done respectfully. But it's your perception as to whether or not you're going to stand in judgment or discernment. Mm -hmm. And those are two really big questions for people, because if we understand, and I think we've really gotten to the point in this world that we do, that emotions create 
physical events within our body, then how you're perceiving what's taking place from moment to moment in your life is critical to your health. Uh, great point. Great point. Cellular cleansing. Uh, for those of the folks out there who have not heard of that, what exactly is it and how long does it last? Before you get into the answer, I want to tell everybody I worked with Patty and Patty did a cellular cleansing on me. And it seemed like it was very tough for her because she had to take a lot of my garbage and process it through her. And after that, I actually ended up having, um, I had some other things happen. I had two robotic surgeries, uh, which turned out perfectly. And then a couple of years later, I got pneumonia. I picked it up in New York. And then last year, I had an emergency appendectomy that almost killed me. Beyond that, I have to tell you, Patty, I've never felt better than I do right now. Honest to God. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, cellular cleansing is something that I developed about 26 years ago. You know, when I was in my late 20s, I had both forms of lupus and doctors gave me less than five years to live. You know, it took out my right kidney, gave me a couple of heart attacks, ulcerations all over my body, nerve damage. I was in tough shape. And um, and I was shown by source how to do color, what I called color works. And color works was just a process of moving color up through my body. Color, tone, two active frequencies of the universe. As I healed myself from lupus and obviously didn't die, um, I moved into how can I take the the collective of someone's life and help them clean out all of the emotions that they've stuffed into it throughout their life, stuffed into the body, stuffed into the cells in one in one hit without them having to regurgitate their life. And that's what cellular cleansing is. It's a it's a series of going into a room, imagining that you're cleaning it just by touching it and then creating something so phenomenal, fantastic, putting those emotions back into those cells and move on to the next year. And it's really easy for the person who's doing it, but it gets 50 to 70% of all of the blocked emotions in your body out in one hit. So while you have the same memory, you don't have the same emotional hit to it as you did. And, you know, I know a lot of people who've had hard upbringings, they'll look at life and go, well, I'm this way because of the way I was raised. And I'm going, no, you're you're stuck in this pattern because you have a perception that you need to stay there. Once we get those cells rearranged, then life changes. And, and it can be as simple as, as, you know, especially when men do cellular, because, you know, they're, a lot of them are hesitant, you know, they're not as into the spiritual realm. And they'll go, God, you know, I was at work the other day, and something happened that would normally just put me through the roof. And I couldn't find my anger. It's just like, okay, well, it is what it is. And we'll take it from there. And that's where I want people to be is in that place of surrender, allowing their bodies to heal by getting rid of the emotions that are subconsciously driving the train and creating that train wreck. Well, I can tell everybody and thank you, Patty, because you helped me because everything changed after we did our work together. And I had to go through some other experiences that I think were necessary, but it got me quote unquote unstuck. And guys do, a lot of men do get stuck. They're not uh, having done this show for a while and speaking to so many different metaphysical teachers and healers and mediators, et cetera. You know, men are a little bit more reticent to, uh, to open up to the spiritual realm and women aren't, and God bless them for that. 
but um, you know, once we started doing the work, it put it shifted my path and it shifted how I felt about my body and how I felt about my life. And I had to go through some trauma uh, afterwards, but it was worth it because each time it kind of tumbled me in a better direction. I actually believe if we did not start with that work, I might not be sitting here with you right now. It's been that big of a change for me. And I'm very appreciative. And um, so you do great work. So thank you. Um, when you. When you scan somebody, what can you see and what can you not see when it comes to the state of somebody's health? Wow. Great question. Um, What I see is the density of particles. So if there's a challenge, let's say that somebody, you know, calls me and they're having problems with their liver, you know, test results are off and so forth. When I look at them, their, their liver may look perfect to me. It may be their adrenals, they're all plugged. And so I'm going to be going, hey, you know, we got to work with the adrenals. And they'll go, but it's my liver that's off. But the core emotion was stuck in the adrenals, shot a little tendril down to the liver because you weren't paying attention to your adrenals and got things uh, beginning in the liver. And so, you know, it's really when I look at someone, two things happen, Robert. It's it's kind of, and this is the scary part for people, but I really want them to understand that that. A, I don't go into judgment with it, and B, I'm not going to analyze it. But there's there's a moment when I first work with someone that I kind of see the compilation of their entire life. And so I'll know in a heartbeat, if there was a traumatic event at age seven, then by golly, I'm going to focus in on age seven when we're doing a cellular. Um, So there's this compilation of everything that's happened in their life. And so I'm not going to go, well, this happened to you. I'll be saying, hey, you know, let's talk about life growing up. You know, what was it for you? And allow the person to then take it from there, what they want to share with me, what they don't want to share with me. I may know what's going on, but it's up to them as to whether or not they want to share. Then you see the compilation instantaneously of uh, the blockages within the body and where we need to work. So like I said, a lot of times where people are having pain isn't the actual place where the emotions are blocked. It's somewhere else in their body. And so it's a, it's a, you know, people will say, well, you know, do we need an hour to talk over what's going on? No, it's, it's instantaneous for me. Amazing. Um, what, what's your relationship with spirit now? What was explained to you and are you guided while you're doing your work in each and every day? Do you have um, ascended masters or teachers that work with you? Is it Jesus? Is it spirit, the universal energy or, or, or what is it inside? Or is it just what that divine spark that's inside of you and everybody else? Yeah, that, that divine spark it, you know, for me, it's um, when I was seven, I had a visit, what I call a visitation and, and we were not a church family. We were a pretty dysfunctional family. Um, but I had a visitation. I was told three things. Um, that 38 to 42 would be my greatest you know, greatest growth years. 42 to 62 would be my greatest contribution to mankind. And that I could come home then if I so chose. And the purpose of my walk was to teach people to become insubstantial without transitioning. And I think for me, um, 
you know, life did right before my 38th birthday, I had another visitation from what I call father. And, and I look at that as God. I don't work with ascended masters. I don't work with angels. Um, it's God that directs my path. Um, and in whatever that means, I just say father. Um, but, you know, right before my 38th birthday, I was told to move to Georgia and fully begin walking my path. I didn't have to advertise. You know, the first person told 10 people and the next 10 people told another 10 people. And it just, you know, the last 26 years hasn't been about a marketing gig. It's been about word of mouth around the world. And I think for uh, for me, there are times when father will come in when I'm working with someone and say, I want you to fully take their, <laughs> excuse me, I want you to fully take their disease. And in that moment, this bizarre, funky thing happens and a hole just kind of feels like it's opening up in the palm of my hand and I will suck that disease out and they will be disease free. Those are the rarities, but they do happen. Occasionally I'll get, it's not right for you to work with this person, send them to someone else. And so, but other than that, unless I'm given a specific, then I use the skill set that I've been given. When I was heading up to my 62nd birthday, you know, it was a it was a serious conversation between my sons and I going, hey, you know, yeah, I got these awesome grandbabies and, you know, but I'm tired. I'll be just as happy to move on to the next adventure. And they were like, you know, whatever you feel you need to do. So I was kind of disappointed when I woke up on the morning of my 63rd birthday going, well, okay, now what do I do? And now that, you know, I've gone through uh, 64, you know, just uh, had my 64th birthday. I realized that every day is a blessing for me now. You know, I'm doing more fun things for me. I'm still working full time, um, but doing more, um, you know, uh, TV shows and and radio shows, podcasts and so forth. Um, But I'm doing more fun things for me. I just got back from France um, and that was awesome and had a beautiful trip just kind of following the steps of Mary Magdalene. And uh, and the women of the Bible. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's father, it's, it's my father, it's, I don't have to call on anyone. It's just, it's always there. When you had the visitation, Patty, how did that occur? Did uh, you get a, was it telepathic? Did you have a vision? Were you in a dream state? Were you in meditation? What happened? So father always comes to me in waking state. And so my first one when I was seven was this beautiful white mist coming through my bedroom wall. And I remember falling to my knees, not because I was scared, but because it was so serene, there was nothing else to do. And then I hear it as an auditory. And so that's kind of how I work as well, right? Is I'm looking at the body, I'm looking at these particles, but the body is speaking to me. So it's really this tandem visual auditory when I'm working and it's the same if I'm receiving a visitation from father. You know, when I, uh, after we had worked together a few months after that, and I, I let you know about it, that I had to get robotic surgery on each kidney. I, I, looking back, I believe that you helped clear things out. So that could be found actually, because it was an accidental. It was how I, how I basically saved my life in that I was running. I had tremendous pain. I had to go in and get a ultrasound. They found a kidney stone, which disappeared when they went to take it out. It was gone, which was amazing. And then I had to get robotic surgery on each kidney. It turned out to be perfect, but I believe that that was necessary. And that because I got kind of cleared out that I could be found and that charted me in a specific direction. And while I was waiting for each surgery, I used 
your color pool, color works, and also the forgiveness pool. And they were yeah. incredibly helping with me in that I actually, they measured one of the growths I had and it sh- had shrunk. It didn't shrink enough. They wanted to take it out. I'm like, sure, but everything right. went fine. It plopped right out. But I did color works after our work together every single day prior to the procedure. And then I also did forgiveness pool just to get all of that negative emotion and resentment out of my system going forward for the rest of my life. So first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you. And secondly, please tell everybody about what color works is, how it works, and also then maybe we can talk about the forgiveness pool. Yeah, thank you. So so color works is really simple. And and you know, for people who aren't critically ill, I won't see them more than three times. My feeling is if I if I begin the steps to tell you where your issue is, you can take it from there. Color works is a very simple 15-minute. Uh, meditation. And it's asking your body, what color do I need to? Now, maybe that's remove a disease. Maybe that's increased confidence by 80%. Uh, whatever question you ask it, and you breathe in through your nose and you bring that color in through the bottom of your feet, straight up your body and out your mouth. The misperception that people have is that it needs to be white or purple or green, you know, these healing colors. Those colors make us feel fantastic, and and that's great. However, it's the blacks, the browns, the rust, the heavier, deeper colors that actually shake your cell so violently that it releases the emotion that's stuck in there. So the darker the color, if you're sick, the darker the color, the better the work. And it's just a process of moving that up for four or five minutes and taking, you know, break, doing some white light throughout your entire body. And then asking your body to rebalance. What color do you need to rebalance? Which could be a rainbow, two or three colors, just one color really depends on what your body needs in that moment. But, but this is where the differentiation comes in. People talk a lot about the or the auric field, the exterior field. We're not working there. We're working within your cells. And when you take an emotion out of your cell, you know, you've got these quadrillion cells in your body. You take out one emotion from one cell, you're changing the balance inside of your body of that frequency. And so having to fully rebalance your body is a necessity get up, walk around for a couple of minutes, give your body time. So, you know, where color works work is different than a lot of Reiki or healing touch, therapeutic touch. They're fantastic modalities, but they're not getting at the same depth that we are in cells. And color works is that simple. And people want it to be hard, right? They're like, you know, there's gotta be more to it. And it's like, no, I think the more simple you make it, the better the result. And, and then want, do it themselves, right? And that that's one of the amazing things about uh, working with you, Patty, is that you you know you have these tools that people need to use to work on themselves because it can't just be being with you all the time. They have to work on themselves because they're going to live their lives. So the color works super effective. And then um, you had the process called the forgiveness pool. I want to touch on because to me this is a uh, it's a platform, if you will, a modality of uh, meditation that can help anybody because all of us have some type of resentment about getting screwed over by other people and you end up carrying that around and it becomes a heavy weight. So talk to us about forgiveness pool, Patty. It really helped me. Thank you. Beautiful. Healing pools is part of a process. Um, You know, the forgiveness pool is part of the healing pools, but forgiveness pool is so critical because 
it's it's not about who did what, right? It's really about what are you still holding within your body that's stopping you from moving forward? Because tell you, get a lot of resentment in there, a lot of inability to forgive, and your body doesn't flow. It just stops. And so the process of the forgiveness pool is really cool in that you don't think of anyone. You just stand in the pool and you wait for people to walk up to you. And you touch the water and you touch their forehead, giving forgiveness, and you touch your own forehead, receiving forgiveness, and they disappear and the next person's up. But the first person you work with is yourself. And it's it's giving forgiveness to yourself and receiving forgiveness because, gosh, you know, we're hard on ourselves. You know, if if we're overachievers, we're hard on ourselves because we're not being perfectionists. And if we're underachievers, we're hard on ourselves because we feel like we should have some more motivation. Hardly anyone is balanced. And so, you know, it's just really important to be able to get into the forgiveness pool on a daily basis. And, and you know, there's people that have done this pool 26 years ago who still do it as a daily process especially if they've been hard on themselves if they especially said you know i really screwed that up well no you know what look in the mirror every night if you look in the mirror and say i lived my life today in integrity and honesty you know what that's all that matters is you lived your life in integrity and honesty and everything else you did during that course of the day is perfect beautifully stated Patty Conklin, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. Her book is Patty Conklin's God Within, The Day God's Train Stopped. We're talking about all things in terms of uh, vibrational mediation and uh, working with ourselves to heal ourselves because we we do have to have some control over our lives. You can't just wait for somebody else to do it for you. One of the things I love about your work, Patty, is that you collaborate with Western medicine. And I think that's important for everybody to hear. And I want you to talk about that because, you know, I, I'm a big believer in Ayurvedic um, alternative medicine, holistic healing, uh, the po- proper diet. But I also know that when Western medicine, hey, I had to have robotic surgery. I had it. It worked. I, had, I never looked back. I had to take medicine for uh, antibiotics for pneumonia. I did it. It worked. I had an emergency appendectomy. I did it. It worked. I had to take antibiotics afterwards for gangrene. It, it knocked that out. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act and, and, it, and they, the modalities should work together. What, what are your thoughts on that? And how do you work with Western physicians and how do they take to what you're doing? <laughs> oh, it's always fun. When I'm <laughs> a new doctor. Um, you know, the body needs both. I mean, that's, that's the, the basics. The body needs both. There's, there's not a practitioner out there who can 100% tell you exactly what's going on in your body. It's just not there. And if they tell you you can, you need to get up and walk out and find a different practitioner. You know, we've, we've got incredible diagnostic uh, equipment. And the reason we have incredible diagnostic equipment is to bring it with that Eastern medicine. So, you know, I may get somebody who calls and says, you know, doctors have given me six months to live and, you know, I really need your help. You know, honestly, 80% of the time I'll look at that person and say, your doctor's right. Your doctor's right. Now, how can I help you move out of the fear of dying? How can I, I can easily take your pain, manage that, but how do I make you peaceful about, about crossing? But 20% of the time I'll look at them and, you know, I think your doctors missed something. Why don't you give me his phone number? 
give me permission to talk to him. And so, you know, it's you're a charlatan. This is focus, you know, just whatever, whatever name calling you can you can imagine. And my response is always the same. Thank you so much for sharing how you feel. Now, can we move on to the patient? And, and talk about it. And so doctors have said throughout the last 26 years, the reason I'm believable is because I don't get defensive. You know, I don't get offended at what they're saying. I don't get defensive. I tell them very clearly and concisely what's going on and why I think they need to reevaluate the patient. And because I'm reasonable and I, I am talking their language, they'll look again. And once they look again, they're like, dang, didn't see that. You're right. And um, and they shift protocol and, and the, the patient uh, lives and, and we continue to work through things. So, you know, I think it really um, has been helpful to hundreds of doctors around the world, whether I'm working with them, um, you know, cardiologists in Istanbul and uh, helping them understand the human energy field. Their scan may show that they're clear, um, but their body isn't. And, and so, you know, it's helping them understand that while the scan may show something, it may be flawed. Um, and conversely, you know, it may be perfect. But if a woman calls me and says, I found a breath, you know, tumor in my breast, um, and, you know, do I have cancer? My response is going to be go get a mammogram and come back and talk to me because whether or not it's a mass, um, let's see what diagnostic has to say. And then we'll take it from the next step. But again, I know the power of words and the power that people believe in. And we've seen it throughout the world when people start following people and just do everything they say. I mean, it's just, it's it's not what we're meant to do. And so it's a matter of, if I said to that woman, you know what, I see some some dark, you know, energy, you know, blocked energy, and yeah, it looks kind of hard, and maybe you do have cancer. If they didn't have cancer when they called me, they'll have cancer by the time they hang up. And and that's the power that we give in belief. And I think that that people really need, as a practitioner, you need to be responsible. And as a human being, you need to be responsible in terms of what do you believe? And the diagnostic at least gives us something um, to look at where we can say, we can clearly see this, what's the emotion that's blocking that and where do we move from there? Beautifully stated. And I think one of of the reasons why you're so successful in what you do is that you're a real person, Patty, um, and you are practical uh, as well as having these very special gifts that you have. And I think that really makes a difference and so that's, that's great to hear. Let's talk a little bit about intuition. Could you mention that uh, people can, the importance of our intuition and um, the fact that people can develop intuition? How, how can we do that, Patty? Yeah. Listen to yourself. You know, take your foot, your first gut reaction. So critical. You know, we can talk ourselves out of anything. Um, but even with me, I get my first gut reaction. I follow it through, may not make any sense to me but I'll do it anyways. And that doesn't mean that I won't spend the next three days looking at why I just did what I did. (laughs) But your intuition, everybody has it. You know, there's nothing that I do that you can't do. 
um, and every single person on this planet. I've fine-tuned it. I've honed it. You know, I've worked with it. But intuition is inside of all of us. And, and we use different terms for it. You know, CEOs will use their gut instinct, you know, their, you know, their gut instinct on which way to take the corporation, um, gut instinct on where to move, our gut instinct, um, you know, this feels right. That's all intuition. That's all your your body's telling you what the next step is. And remember, your body can only store truth and your information comes through your forms of communication. So really pay attention to how you speak. If your primary uh, form of communication is visual and then a lot of people is, is auditory and then kinesthetic, understand your intuition comes through your form of intuition. So if you're visual, you'll get visual intu intuition. If you're verbal, you'll hear it. If you're kinesthetic, you're going to feel it. And so pay attention to, and if you don't know, record yourself. Record yourself having a conversation with a family member for five minutes, and you'll hear those key words. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Yep, yep. 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 I see what you're saying. And those words will start telling you what your primary form of communication is. And then you can take it a step further and understand how your how your intuition is coming through the same way. Let's kick that up a notch, Patty, because you okay. also talk about a, a big issue for a lot of people is they're not really following their the life path that was meant to be for them that might bring them more, more joy, et cetera. How using intuition and the feeling and um in your body. How can you kind of test yourself to see if you're on your right path or not? Yeah, great question. And there is no right path. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, there's a 10,000 different paths, right? And if the path you're walking is too hard, change your perception and the path changes, right? Change your perception. Be willing to go outside your box into things that you never would have dreamt that you'd go for before um, and, and understand your perception is everything. If you perceive you've got a brick wall in front of you, then guess what? You've got a brick wall in front of you. If you perceive that that brick wall is dissipating or you can go around it, then go around it. So it's truly listening to yourself. If you're miserable, it's not about what somebody else did to you. If you're miserable, it's what do I need to do to change my perception of this life that I have in order for me to change where I am. And I think that, you know, it's it sounds simplistic, but it is simplistic. It, it seems to me that it's we have to be careful when we do that. And correct me if I'm wrong, Patty, it, that it shouldn't be all mental. It has to be feeling also. And that space between the heart and the mind is like the, the greatest distance. And it's only about five inches. Is, is that so? And is it how how can we listen more to our heart versus just analyzing and uh, being all left brain about everything? Yeah, right so true. So true. It's it's really about I'm going to make this decision, right? I'm I'm going to switch life. Uh, I bought this tiny 1,000 square foot uh, cabin, and and it was right for me. And my sons were saying no, 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 because you know, blah 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 blah. You know all their reasonings until they saw it, and they went, "This is perfect for you." You know, so I downsized into this, this tiny studio is, you know, the smallest room in the house. And it's like, it's fine. I got my studio. When it feels right, whether or not it makes logical sense to you, 
If your gut instinct is to do it and you think it through, it doesn't make any logical sense, but your body is at peace, that's when you know you're on the right step. If you feel like you've you've had an intuitive, intuitive thought and you're thinking it through and you're attempting to be logical about it and your body's feeling heavy and dragging, it's not the right step. You overanalyzed it. You know, you didn't let the true intuition come in. If I had, if you had said to me seven years ago or, you know, six years ago, Patty, six years from now, you're going to be living in a tiny thousand square foot cabin at, you know, 30 feet from the lake. I'd be going, why would I be doing that? And, um, and yet it's an incredible space to be and, and live out these years. So, you know, it's, it's always feeling your body you know, close your eyes. And and there's a big difference in how we logically look at things. If we leave our eyes open, we're staying in our left brain. We're logically thinking through it. If we close our eyes and go into our body, then our body pay attention. It's either going to feel heavy or it's going to feel light. And you play the detective. Is this the right step for me? If your body feels light, say yes. If your body feels heavy, no. That doesn't mean throw away the whole plan. It means go to step two. Should I do it this way? I've got to think your body that, respond. I've got to think that people like meditation can can help in that because everybody's got so much uh, on their mind these, particularly these days, that you need to get into a calm state where you can begin to trust that first uh, notion that comes to you. I'll give you an example. You know, I started meditating and asking for guidance. And um, for a while, I wasn't sure, like, am I thinking this? Am I talking to myself? And now what happens is when I ask, what do I need to know today? This first thing, before I can even think that thought through, I'm getting some type of an answer. And it may be something very simple, like you're loved or keep going or as simple as that. But it feels like I'm really connecting with spirit because nothing's getting in the way. My thoughts aren't getting in the way. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I, I really encourage you to continue with that. And for people out there, you know, listening and, and paying attention to their intuition and meditative, my philosophy is this. We shouldn't have to sit for a half hour in order to be in touch with our body. We should be jumping between our left and right hemispheres you know, moment to moment so that you can get that gut instinct and trust it and move forward with it. You know, driving down the highway, do I go straight or do I take this right hand turn and go the back way? Your body will tell you in an instant. So, so it's practicing, 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 not making your meditation times longer, but actually making them shorter so that you are living in the moment from moment to moment between your intuition and your logic. With that in mind, Patty, people are very anxious these days, and whether it's manifesting or or trying to make things happen, people have a tendency to expect things to happen a certain way. And I think a lot of folks, including myself, we have a problem not just receiving, but allowing. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Does that make sense? It's so true. It's so true. Stop the expectations because they're never going to happen the way you expect them to, right? So just stop the expectation. Move into any situation with an openness of I'm going to let this flow. 
I'm going to see what happens here. Um, you know, I think that when people have an expectation that other people are going to come through for them or other people are going to help them handle this, it's not that I want you to be isolatory. It's not that at all. Just understand that what their path may be is not going to be identical to yours because all of us are on different paths. And so I think the anxiousness is understanding you have full control of what's happening with you. And that full control of what's happening to you allows you to take that deep breath and you know yes ask for help but be willing to receive the help and and sometimes we get very stuck in that situation we have an expectation that things are going to play out abc if they didn't play out in the past they're not going to play out in the future so set your goal set the goal and then allow life to flow towards your goal instead of making our traditional one two threes wow Powerful stuff. Patty Conklin, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. Her book is God Within the Day God's Train Stopped. Patty, I know you've got a lot of events coming up beyond your personal training. Tell everybody about where they can learn more about you and what, what you have in store. Oh, thank you. Just pattyconklin.com and Patty's with an I, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N.com. You can go to the website, you can call our offices, you can register for different trainings and events. And we've got a, you know, free lectures going on all the time. And so uh, get in and get to know the work. There's a lot of free materials out there. Begin to see if it you know, resonates with you. If it doesn't, there's lots of awesome teachers out there. Um, but if it resonates, then then move forward towards it. And you can always call um, our offices at, at 404-474-0086 and uh, talk to Sandra and uh, see if, uh, if any of the services we have are of interest. Fantastic. Well, listen, Patty, you're the best. You helped me. You were one of my first kind of metaphysical uh, teachers, uh, healers, uh, quote unquote healers, vibratory teachers, et cetera, mediators, whatever you need to call yourself to get, get through the uh, system here. But you really helped me and I consider you a friend and an angel. So thank you so much for being on Guys Guys Radio and all the best to you, Patty. Thank you so much for having me. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, what a wonderful conversation with uh, Patty Conklin. She is just amazing, and as I said earlier, she's worked with me and really helped me out, and she's got a great heart, and she's doing really good work. So check out the interview, check out Patty's work. Uh, so what did we learn today from Patty? Uh, oh, a lot, but I think, uh, you know, she does collaborate with Western Medicine, so it's not about... Oh, just do this and forget Western medicine, because obviously Western medicine has a lot of value. So again, and on our show, Guys Guys Radio, we're, we're pro just getting people healthy, how, wh whatever it takes. And when you have something that doesn't work, obviously see your physician. But what Patty believes that I think is true is that a lot of physical illness stems from an emotional core. And when we put together the Western and Eastern methodolo methodologies, in, a, in addition to spiritual awareness, we can... Put ourselves in a position to help reverse illness and come to terms with past experience and other things that have happened and address trauma and but face these things through love acceptance compassion humor and just clear this emotions away that are getting in the way and blocking us and uh helping perpetuate our becoming um uh, unhealthy if you will 
and getting disease. So a lot of it is about taking care of yourself. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA Radio, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The show rebroadcasts on KCAA every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific time. The podcast and my YouTube post worldwide every Thursday. We're, we're everywhere you consume your uh, podcasts and also YouTube is used to. So we started YouTube uh, at the beginning of the year. So we have the video interviews on our YouTube channel. So if you want to watch, you can watch there. If you want to listen, and we do this open and close uh, for our podcast and for KCAA. So we're everywhere that you go to listen to your podcast, listen to the radio or watch YouTube. Thank you for your support. If you want to help out because uh, I'm doing this I learn, but I'm doing this for our audience also. I want to make sure we get the information out there and I bring guests to the show that I very carefully select that I think have something to say and th- something to offer that is thought-provoking and may be helpful. So if you want to support me and us and what we're doing here at Guys Guys Radio, I'd ask you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also subscribe to our podcast. That's it. Listen, learn, take what you want from the information that's provided from our guests and just uh Figure out and choose what fits for you, if anything. And if not, hey, maybe you just learned about something new and you say, you know what, that's cool, but now I'm glad I know about it, but maybe it's not for me. And for a lot of stuff, maybe it's like, hey, I didn't know that. I'm thinking about this a little bit differently now. And that's what we do here on Guys Guys Radio. You can also catch me, as I mentioned earlier in the show, on my website, robertmanni.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. You can also download three free chapters of my novel, which is the source material for everything Guy's Guy. It's called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It is a story. It's a novel, but it's about love and dating and relationships and sex and power and advertising in New York City. It's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City. It's a lot of fun. Again, you can download three free chapters from my website, and you can get the book wherever you buy your books, um, Amazon, etc. So we have also are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all over social media, so love to hear from you, love to connect with you, love to get your ideas on the type of guests you want me to bring on to Guys Guys Radio, but we're here every week on the show, and we're here to serve and really help this world um, ascend because there's a lot of energy coming towards the planet now we want to be part of the ascension and i know it sounds corny but this is a real thing um, people you know your energy level and your frequency and your vibration nobody talked about this stuff like 40 years ago but everybody's talking about it now because it's actually very important if you keep positive thoughts and you care about your fellow man and you want to do the right thing and you want to get the most out of life because you get to a certain point particularly with guys and we say wow was it just working all the time okay i've got some money i've got a nice life i've got some toys uh but is that it because eventually uh these corporations and all they'll take that away because they're going to uh retire you at some point so you want to kind of get a sense as to who you are what you are what you want to do with your life and that's why we're here for you on Guys Guys Radio. All right, I'll see you next week. We've got another great guest. We're heading towards our 500th episode. We're going to talk about that starting next week. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>